Welcome for a new recording session of our HR Meetup podcast, a project sponsored by Hotel Le Plaza in Brussels, Transforma Brussels, a co-working space and innovation center, and of course, the podcast factory. I have today as my guest, Diana. Hi. Hi. I heard that you are an HR professional with expertise in transformations. That's like quite an interesting subject. Before, I want you to introduce yourself. We have like a classical question uh, from your child's dream till today. What has been realized? It's interesting that we're starting with my childhood dream because I, I have to confess that uh, when I was really little and I sat at home in bed and dreamt of myself as a professional adult, I, I was a, in those dreams, I was a doctor working in Africa, curing people and living Saving in a tent. Saving the world. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And uh, living in a tent as well. So that, that a lot of that has not been achieved, although, as you will see, I've, I've actually covered a lot of that privately to the extent that I could. As I grew up, uh, logically, based on that dream, I actually studied physics. Mm -hmm. So actually, Why not? not that logical. The reason for that was I found through my schooling that I also enjoyed the numbers very much. Mm -hmm. So I had a desire to help people, but I also had a desire to keep calculating, finding solutions and discovering the world at a very different level than the immediately obvious visible one. And then I, I went to university and I met a, a number of wonderful people in physics and I started missing the helping aspect. <laughs> I, you know, started thinking about how wonderful this topic is. I started asking my colleagues what they were doing in their careers. And I realized that uh, while the numbers were very interesting, I would be missing the opportunity to help others. So I graduated from university and I did not spend too much time on physics. Okay. I did have, there was a transition. I had a job as a trainer in a company that was creating some um, some systems which were based on my science, but I was training people. And that way I decided to move to HR and my first job was a training manager and a recruiting manager as well combined with that. So I ended up back in HR and back with the people and back in the helping profession. Mm -hmm. I started my career at Procter Gamble and I spent 15 years with Procter Gamble. Was that in Belgium? No, actually, it's 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 actually one of the things. Fifteen years may seem a long time, mm -hmm. but actually, while I was with Procter and Gamble, I lived in three different countries, and I had seven different jobs. I was in growth mode, both as an individual and a professional, while during my fifteen years there, I had the opportunity to be exposed to some wonderful role models, and some amazing HR practices. This this company is is one of the companies that is among the top in HR practices consistently. I, I know that you're doing a seminar on diversity, consistently ranked at the top for diversity, consistently ranked among the top and best employers. And it was really a great place to learn about HR. On top of that, the culture of the company was always focused on the concept of developmental assignments. Mm -hmm. So really giving you the opportunity to grow. And while you're growing, leveraging your talent, to be in the best position possible. Coming back to your question about Brussels, I was moved to Brussels 12 years ago, and this was an interesting turning point in my career because on the basis of putting the best person in the best, best fit job for themselves, 
there was a great discovery during my career that I'm very good with numbers, <laughs> at least in the organization that I was in, and I ended up doing compensation and benefits. Oh. So within HR, I was able not only to work with the people like I wanted to, but also with the numbers. You find the ideal mix. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. a very, it was an excellent combination mm -hmm. indeed. As I, as I say, because I'm not a Belgian national, people always ask me why I spend so much time in Belgium. I always thought that I would move the following year, ever since I've been here. <laughs> so that's already every single year for 12 years, I've thought that I would move. And I always found a, a place for myself in, in Belgium, mm -hmm. mostly because of the fact that my job became more and more international as I developed professionally. Eventually, I left PNG. PNG had given me the opportunity to get every single job that I ever asked for. And at one point, General Electric stepped in and they offered me a job that I didn't even dream of asking for. It was a, an amazing opportunity, a step up. And by the way, I thought I wouldn't leave Brussels, but they did have a headquarter in Brussels for Europe. Mm -hmm. And I became the um, compensation and benefits leader for General Electric across all their businesses mm -hmm. in Europe. 11 different businesses, 80,000 employees yeah. and a very different culture. While at Procter Gamble, I had had the opportunity to learn a lot from others who were driving amazing changes. At General Electric, there was a lot of change, a lot of ideas about where we should get mm -hmm. to, but the change depended on you. You had to lead the change and you had to bring others along with you. Mm -hmm. It is a very democratic organization and everything that you achieve is through influencing others and managing to achieve some kind of consensus. Now, 11 business units, 500 legal entities, and a strategic direction that General Electric was to become one GE in their HR practices meant that I spent most of my time with projects of up to involving up to 75 stakeholders at once, mm -hmm. trying to influence the different businesses to come to a common ground together. Mm -hmm in various areas, compensation, benefits, I'd say probably HR, what is probably today HR data, mm -hmm. HR information and discipline. Wow, it's quite impressive. Yeah, yeah. that was, uh, it was a, a very challenging time, I'd have mm -hmm. to say, the pace was, of change was very rapid. I spent three years at General Electric and At the end of my time there, I was the beneficiary of one of the key beneficiaries of the change that I was driving because we restructured and Damn. we closed the <laughs> European office. And obviously, being part of the European HR team, we had to completely redesign the European setup across all the businesses. But it also meant that our jobs, the nature of our jobs changed. changed. They became far more operational and I was restructured. <laughs> and... Amazingly, back to the question of, you know, the childhood dream job, the first thing I did was I went to Africa and I volunteered. <laughs> and while in Africa, the project that I ended up working on was microfinance. It was, mm -hmm. uh, I, I basically contacted a volunteer organization. I said what I can do. And they said, you're in business, you can help us work in microfinance. The work itself meant coaching groups of women actually it was uh, in it was a microfinance group uh, focused on helping women develop their businesses in I africa in africa in tanzania yes and 
as I was working on that project, I rediscovered one of the you know passions and skills that I had developed during my career, which was coaching. So I had an opportunity to take about six months breaks in between mm -hmm. then and, and the next project that I took up. And I came back from Africa and I started a coach certification, an official coach certification program, which was an investment of one year. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not a full-time program. Very quickly, I managed to find a uh, project role. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I, I didn't want to occupy my full time because of the coaching program. And I joined a company uh, in the Netherlands, Royal DSM. It's quite well known mm -hmm. as a freelancer. And they contacted me and said, for three months, we would like you to train and coach our people because we are trying to bring our organization and our operations to the standard of those companies that you have experience in. So what they called it, bringing the operations to a world-class level. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we started speaking to each other, I thought, okay, then this is great. But let's look at what the target end state is. Uh, not so clear. <laughs> uh, so, okay, let's look at what the strategic choices of the organizations are. Okay, they had been, interestingly, they had been written by an external consultant. Not so much the identity mm -hmm. of the organization. So you had to start from scratch. So we started from scratch mm -hmm. with the strategy. And fundamentally, as I started writing uh, the strategy with this organization, actually, mm -hmm. I was facilitating the writing of the strategy because the organization was writing it with me. We started identifying the policies that they want to have in place. We started always from a question of what kind of company do you want to be? We started to identify the strategic choices, the work processes. So you had to translate from top uh, till... Yes. Okay, till operational le uh, level. Eventually, through those discussions, we ended up with 60 little projects <laughs> <laughs> that would help us transition to a center of expertise. And then later you ended up with a successful project. Yes, we ended up with mm -hmm. a successful project. Now, obviously, because I, I was a, an external freelancer, the target end date was December mm -hmm. last year. Also because the budgets in all companies have budgets mm -hmm. and, and targets. So the budget was then supposed to be closed. And by the end of, of that whole term, they had progressed through more than two-thirds of their projects mm -hmm. and we had firm plan in place for every single remaining project which mm -hmm. had maybe already been kicked off to be closed. Mm -hmm. So here I am, okay. <laughs> still very energized by by the work that I've been doing over the, I'd say the past six years because yeah. General Electric also had a lot of change. In Procter & Gamble, we always had changed, but maybe I had less opportunity to drive it myself. Mm -hmm. I was more the beneficiary of the, the lessons learned yeah. through okay. those changes. So you want to be in the driver's seat of an HR transformation. Absolutely. Okay. I really enjoy that. I look around me and I really believe, coming back to the, the question of help, I really believe that it adds value to be in an organization where people know that they want to change They, they also maybe have an idea of where they'd like to go. But obviously what we all know is the biggest barrier to change is fears, you know, the fact that you have to change your values yeah. and, and, you know, a real risk that mm -hmm. if you do something wrong, you may not end up succeeding in the business case that you've committed to your business. Mm -hmm. So being a safety net has brought me immense, you know, joy 
in, in terms of working with mm -hmm. those companies. Okay. D Diana, so you are like now available for a new project? Or, I am, or? yes. Yes, yes I'm okay. having a few discussions. So you're not yet committed to a company and you are still looking for extra uh, challenges? Or, or what are yes, you? Yes, I am. What is your ideal next project? Because you have done uh, so much yes. uh, in, in the last uh, year. So, so what is your ideal or your perfect project? Uh, That's a, New project. a nice question. I think because I've I've spent a lot of time helping the reward functions, mm -hmm. I probably spent maybe 70% with reward and maybe 30% with the remainder of the HR yeah. function, I'd say, over the past 10 years. It would be nice if I could expand the scope of what I've been doing so far mm -hmm. to the broader HR function. Okay. I'd, I'd really like to do that. And I think it would be beneficial for the broader ATAR functions because reward people tend to be very, you know, highly numerate and actually maybe sometimes a little bit too much accountants sometimes. And uh, on the other side, we, we have a large part of the HR function that tends to be very skilled in the soft side. Yeah. So it would be extremely nice for me to be able to see those two areas combined. Okay. Because in fact, our business clients expect both from the function. Yeah. And are you looking for like uh, an organization like Procter and Gamble? So we are talking about a multinational uh, with with uh, I don't even know how much uh, employees they have. Is there like a chance that a little company can call you and and say, "Hey, uh, Diana, we need help"? Absolutely. If I look at Europe, which is where I'd really like to work, I mm -hmm. think we have a great opportunity to catch up with organizations maybe across the you know, the ocean. Mm -hmm. And we also have a lot of organizations that are not necessarily that big, which okay. actually should make the change more straightforward. However, we are not there yet. Yeah, in okay. all cases, in some cases, organizations have made it amazing progress. But I think there's still a lot of opportunities for organizations that still feel maybe a little bit hesitant to change, yeah. to, to act now. They just need that little push. Uh, exactly. Go for it. To have the courage to move forward because yeah. it's, it's it's catching up with us. But, but how does it work then? So it's like a company that contacts you and, and says, hi, hey, uh, Diana, we're looking for an HR transformation expert. Yes. Or, or is it like you who offers a company your services because you have noticed that there is like mm. a dysfunction? Yeah. I think it could be both ways. So far, I've been contacted by companies through two channels. One, you know, specialists in, in HR recruitment, HR project recruitment know me by now. Mm -hmm. uh, not just in Belgium, but also actually the work with DSM was through a consultant in the UK. Okay. I'm also speaking at conferences sometimes. So I've spoken at some European conferences and uh, that obviously builds up mm -hmm. <laughs> so people say yeah. and and this is i think this is you the beauty your with network, huh? yeah i i wouldn't i wouldn't assume to to approach a company and say hey there's a problem with your organization what i would like is more to pull organizations in and to really create build the belief with those organizations mm -hmm. that they too can change and that they too can get to those levels of the advanced organizations mm -hmm. you don't need to be a big company which By the way, people always also perceive us as having a lot of money mm -hmm. yeah, to be able it's, to make the change. It's there the, uh, that we have the big challenges in, in, in a big yeah. company with, with, a, with a complex structure. Yeah. That's where the challenge is. And, and it's maybe a stupid idea or, or, or a stupid question, but I, I was thinking if you could contact the audit companies and then you, you can give them 
immediately yeah. a solution that, yes. that would be great no yes indeed indeed and i i have my little list of companies that ah. i think might be interested okay <laughs> but indeed yeah mm -hmm. it's uh mm -hmm. it's one okay. of my dreams <laughs> yeah. to be able to get in touch okay. with more companies how can we contact you diana my company is called stepping up hr mm -hmm. i actually also have a business partner so mm -hmm. uh I, as I say, I have more expertise in, in reward, also business partnering. partnering. My business partner is, uh, is an expert in talent development. So mm -hmm. we, we got together because we're complementary. The name is Stepping Up HR. Mm -hmm. I am based in Brussels. She is based in Antwerp. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, am, I speak French and I am learning Dutch very rapidly. Okay. She speaks Dutch. And knows a little bit of French, so okay. uh, so that so you're just complementary. Yes, mm -hmm. indeed. And so and we look we up. look on Google stepping up HR or, yes. or it's stepping up HR in one word without yeah. and dot com dot com. Yeah. Okay, Diana, thank you very much for for the presentation of uh, stepping up HR. Like you probably heard, we have like uh, some main questions, some general questions on HR uh, that mm -hmm. we would like to yes. ask. So, Diana, what is your definition of HR and maybe give us a quick view on your vision? Well, in in defining HR, I actually um I don't want to shy away from the term support function because I actually like the word support very much. We are a part of the business, but we are there to support individuals and the entire organization to function more effectively. We know, we, I mean, those of us who are in the HR profession and hopefully a lot of people that have worked with us mm -hmm. as an HR function know that we can add immense value in making organizations more effective, in anticipating, in applying our intuition to anticipate problems which are not necessarily obvious from the bottom line uh, from the bottom line and i think we add a lot of value also as as facilitators and maybe being the fly on the wall in business mm -hmm. meetings so okay. all of that together with the our ability to focus on individuals uh, and support individuals through their professional lives I think uh, it makes us a great uh, value add to the business. Have you experienced like uh, uh, the wow effect in, in one of your um, missions? It was an after the fact wow, actually. Yeah. I spoke about the organizations that I worked for in the past and the wow was I've had it so good. <laughs> um, it's when I think back to the level of investment that these companies made in me, um, and not just in me, and people in general around mm -hmm. me. We grew up with this culture of I will be invested in, I, um, I will get the opportunity to have a mentor, I will get the flexibility to have a successful career and a life mm -hmm. and I will have a, 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 a you know a great career in this company mm -hmm. there are opportunities for me mm -hmm. and uh, having you know having left those companies uh, or getting questions maybe from people who are interested in how those companies function and we know there are many more Google's always you know mentioned mm -hmm. the wow was really how lucky I've been mm -hmm. Okay. And if you have like one message to all the HR people out there? 
Yeah. Give us some good advice, Diana. <laughs> well, I, I think not all the HR people. I mm -hmm. think there are two aspects. I'm, I'm sure a lot of the HR people listening already know this and they're, they're enjoying the same level of success that, that I have or some of my mm -hmm. colleagues have. I, I think it's really, we must believe that, all, that HR can be progressive in all the companies. Mm -hmm. It can be at that level of market leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there are really no barriers to that. But I think there are some things that we need to be very strongly aware of. We ourselves have to change. It's, it's our, our, our identity, the way we define our identity, our perception of what power and influencing is. Mm -hmm. We need to work on that if we're not already there. And, and I can certainly say I've really worked on it in my career. <laughs> I mean, I was a young, ambitious, uh, you know, Flexible. lady. That, yes. Well, at the beginning, I was a little bit pushy. <laughs> <laughs> so I also worked on myself and, mm -hmm. and thought, no, no, this is not the way to do it. I have to wait to see what people want. I have to wait to see what common ground we can achieve. Mm -hmm. So I think if we really redefine this for ourselves, if we work together, the people that have experienced it with the people that are wanting to start the journey, and if we are aware for ourselves and for our clients that it takes time, mm -hmm. I think we, we really can catch up and we have great opportunity to do so now when there's so much pressure. Thank you very much, Diana, for Thank being you. here. It was great to have you here. If you too are interested in sharing your passion for work or if you have a particular vision on HR, then please don't be shy and come at our mic. You can find us on our website, hrmeetup.org. Under events, you can find our next recording sessions and the way to subscribe. And don't forget to share and like our page. Thank you. Thank you.